Hello and welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for our weekly podcast designed for God-centered entrepreneurs who seek to build a business that honors God and serves His people. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode nine. Gosh, this is going to be a really interesting topic for us this week, and it is the topic of ambition. I think that as God-centered entrepreneurs, it is challenging for us to understand how to bridge faith and business. And I know for me, as a recovering driver and striver, I am still a type A. I still give my all. I still work hard. I have a killer work ethic, and yet sometimes it is still challenging to understand where does God fit into that, and am I honoring God with that, or am I taking it too far? So this idea of godly ambition and where where does our ambition stop and ambition for the Lord start, and how do we expand upon that ambition, and, and how do we understand that? When we declare that Jesus will be the center of our business, what challenge does that bring? And how do we stay focused on our ambition for the Lord in the face of the pushback and persecution that can happen when we declare Him at the center of our business? So let's dig right in. I want to start with an interesting place, which is in Acts chapter 8, verse 3. And uh, this is this is the start of Paul's ministry. So for those of you that don't know the story of the, of the Apostle Paul, who wrote so much of the New Testament, and some of our very favorite verses that we love to quote were written by Paul after his transformation— into a follower of Christ. But he started out as Saul, and uh, he was revered among the Pharisees. He was a keeper of the laws. He very much followed them. He was a rule follower to the nth degree. And he felt his job was actually persecuting Christians that rose against the law because they were following Christ. And so he really was ambitious, but was he ambitious in in the right way? And so this is what this is what um, Acts eight three says. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says in his commentary in the Life Principles Bible, that Paul persecuted the church because he saw Christians as a terrible threat to the Jewish religion. He honestly thought, he ambitiously thought that he was doing the right thing. So his ambition was directed in a way that he thought he was doing the right thing. But what this shows us is that just because our actions are done in earnest and we are following our ambition and we ambition and working hard, it does not mean that they honor God. It does not mean that they honored God. And Jesus requires a radical change in our attitudes, actions, and understandings. And the question is, will we cling to our previous erroneous ideas, 
or do as he says and walk in the center of his will. And we have an opportunity to demonstrate the beauty and light of Christ through our businesses. So as God-centered entrepreneurs who hustle with heart, our businesses are a vehicle to show the world this is what it looks like to have the Lord Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit operating within us and through us and shining through us. But are we using our businesses that way and following a Christly ambition versus a human ambition? Um, We have an ambition as God-centered entrepreneurs, and as we make that shift, that radical change of taking God's definition of success and pursuing success God's way in the direction that God gives us, and we have an incredible opportunity to impact and witness to the world when we do this. And so here's the thing. Um, this is a dangerous declaration. It is, it's dangerous to stand up boldly in godly ambition. It is dangerous, maybe not in the way that it used to be or the way that it is in other parts of the world where standing up for our, our devotion to Christ in our business truly comes with severe and painful persecution. But make no mistake that it is dangerous to stand up and boldly proclaim Christ in the center of our business. But I want you to know that it is actually more dangerous not to follow through. And I mean that because what we create outside of the will of God, we can only maintain outside of his will. In my personal experience, what I created in my business before I began to follow Christ, um, when I was creating what from the outside looked like an incredibly successful business, defined success defined by all the milestones and the titles and the stuff and the car and all of these things, nothing wrong with those things. But in my journey, I created those things outside of God's will. And Let me assure you that the Lord will move mountains to show you his will. And he began to peel back my business to break me of the strongholds of pride and idolatry and selfishness. And so it became very apparent to me that my walking outside of his will, trying to maintain my business outside of his will, would not work. It became increasingly more difficult and uncomfortable and painful. And I don't mean the quote, uncomfortable end quote of, you know, life begins outside of your comfort zone. I don't, I don't mean it that way. Uncomfortable in that I was no longer the person that I used to be because we are a new creation in Christ. And, you know, um, second Corinthians tells us that, that we are a new creation in Christ. So it became increasingly incongruent to do business the way I used to do. And so therefore it became more dangerous for me not to follow through with the Lord's call on my life than to follow the way I was going. And here's the thing is that our godly ambition, um, will lead to persecution when, when we, keep God at the center of our business and we boldly stand in that truth, that will lead to persecution. And again, I don't mean painful persecution as in the early or as in the times of the Bible when it was written or in parts of the world that we hear about all the time, but that we will be persecuted. And 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 we certainly are told this, but but here's, here's what happens. Uh, in James chapter 1, let me get to James. You guys are hearing me rifle through my Bible. 
as I get to the book of James, one of my very favorite books in the Bible. Um, But James tells us in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Because here's what happens. Our boldness for Christ in the center of our business can lead to persecution, but that persecution leads to growth. It leads to the testing of our faith, and that growth leads us to joy because that faith has to be worked. There has to be godly diligence. There has to be godly intentional action that takes place in our businesses because, as we are told in James 2, verse 17, that faith by itself is and without works is dead. We must take action. We must show up and not just talk a good talk, but we must truly walk the walk of God being the center of our business. And we do that through consistency, consistency of action in our business, but consistency of something so much bigger, and that is our time with the Lord every single day. You know, when we are God-centered entrepreneurs, when we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to call out to. He equips us to do what God has predestined us to do. But we've got to spend time in the Word, to know God's character, to see how He's delivered generations before us, to recall how He's delivered us. We've got to be in the Word consistently. And when we are in the Word consistently, because we've made a commitment to be in the Word and spend that time with Him before we get into our daily actions as God-centered entrepreneurs, that consistency builds our confidence, and that confidence enables us to stand our ground and to be steadfast in what we believe. And why are we called to do that? Because as people begin to interact with us, they see a peace about us. They see a calm about us. They see a joy about us. They see an authenticity about us that makes them want to do business with us and makes them inquire where does this joy and this peace come from and how can they find it, which then allows us the opportunity to share with them the gospel. As simple as that. So I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. You know, sometimes as we're walking this walk of godly ambition, it's really easy for the world's noise to create chaos and confusion and and keep us from being focused. But it's important for us to remember, as it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. He never commands anything that is in opposition to his eternal word. He means for us to be focused on him. He means for us to walk in the center of that will. And as it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 30, let all things be done decently and in order. I'm sorry, 1440. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says. Confusion is never a sign of God's leading. When something spirals out of control, when chaos ensues in your business, when you feel like you can't focus, when it's just craziness, 
You can be sure that God did not design that. He may lead us in ways we do not understand, but he will never guide us in a manner inconsistent with his holiness in his word. So that's the point where we get on our knees and we say, okay, Lord, help me refocus. You have called me to a godly ambition. Show me what this looks like and show me what action to take. Because when we ask him to show us what that action needs to look like, Trust me when I say he will show us because he wants us to have that peace. He tells us in John 15, I'm sorry, in John 14, 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. His peace keeps us from fear. It keeps us from worry. Because it brings us straight to him and teaches us that we depend on him in everything. Not just some parts of our life, but our business as well. That he will sustain us and strengthen us and enable us to walk through the persecution that can happen when we walk in godly ambition in our business. So here's the deal, guys. As God-centered entrepreneurs, he makes us a dangerous offer to follow him. When, when he called out to the apostles to follow him, it was a dangerous offer. But we get to decide, are we going to put him aside or are we going to put aside the world and follow him? And, and what does that look like in our life? Being a God-centered entrepreneur uh, is not an easy calling. And the radical change that it takes to look at ambition differently is not easy. Um, And sometimes our business looks differently than we thought that it would because when we follow him, he calls for us to make it look differently. But we know that he works all things together for our good. He tells us in Colossians 3, 23, whatever we do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So every activity that we engage in as believers is to be done for the glory of God. Regardless of who we are, we must take on the action that he calls us to with joy, integrity, diligence, and energy because we are his representatives. We are his ambassadors and others will form his opinions of him through what they see in us. Wow. This is a heavy topic. And, you know, you may be thinking, I just don't know that I want to take the chance of doing it God's way because what if that means my business goes a little bit backwards? What if it means it doesn't turn out the way I thought? What if it means it takes longer to get to where I wanted to get to? You know, he aspires for us to lead a life That represents him. And the question is, do we want to represent him or do we not? Because here's what I know. I've had so many people say to me lately when they've tuned into my daily dose on Facebook or my weekly dose in our Success God's Way community or even the podcast, when I coach clients or I talk about being the hustle with heart coach and what that means, so many people have said to me, what you're doing is so needed in today's world. And you guys, I'm here to tell you, this is not me. This is me being a vessel and being allowing myself to be molded by the Lord. And it's, it's not where I thought my business would take me, but 
there is a movement for Christ in business today. You know, we, we term it as things as authenticity and vulnerability, and yes, that's true. But more than ever, our world needs God-centered entrepreneurs, people who are building business that honor Him and serve His people. And we have to be bold and stand strong for what He's called us to. So I want to leave you with a couple of things. Number one, where does your ambition start and stop? Is it godly ambition or is it not? This is not a judgment. This is not to make you feel guilty, etc. But I just want you to be aware and think about where does your ambition start and stop? Do you see it as an opportunity to represent the Lord in what you do in your business? And do you have the boldness that leads to growth, that leads to joy, to stand up for Christ in the center of your business. And here's the thing. I, I very rarely plug my being a coach in the midst of our podcast, but here's what I, I want you to know. If you are struggling with this idea of bridging faith and business, and if you're coming to terms with some things and you're like, you know what? I want to be ambitious for the Lord, but I don't want that to slow down my business, and I don't know how to do the two. How does it marry up together? reach out to me. Let's have a conversation because that's exactly what I do as the Hustle with Heart coach is I help people understand how do they build a business with God at the center? How do they put their spiritual gifts to work? How do they rediscover the joy of doing business in pursuit of success God's way? And I'd love to have the conversation with you and see if there's a way um, and if I'm the right coach for you. But that's our episode nine of, of our Hustle with Heart podcast. A little, little touchy subject. It might dig a little deep for you. But my hope is that it sort of fillets you open, as entrepreneurship tends to do to us, and gives you some things to think about. Because I always want to leave you thinking, how can I do my business differently and better with the Lord at the center of all I do? See you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. If you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, or you want to connect with Erin, you can find her website at erinharrigan.com or connect with her on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart coach. Follow her on Instagram at Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word about success God's way by sharing this podcast with your friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a weekly episode. 